Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Insurance Uncovered, the first podcast to bring you insurance news and perspective from thought leaders in the property casualty insurance industry. Insurance Uncovered is produced by the National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies. I'm Kathy Imus, and today we're uncovering Hurricane Isaias, how states are adjusting their preparedness models in the midst of a pandemic, plus a new move by Congress to keep the business of insurance out of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and adjusting with the times, how Hospitality Insurance Group continues to meet the needs of its members hit hardest by the pandemic. Hurricane Isaias has been downgraded to a tropical storm after making landfall in North Carolina this week. The storm set off flooding, sparked home fires, and displaced dozens of families. As it moved north along the east coast, winds from Isaias brought down trees and caused power outages. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper warned of severe inland flooding similar to what we saw with 2018's Hurricane Florence, which killed 40 people and caused $17 billion in damage to the state. Cooper says this latest storm has been particularly trying given the pandemic. Now, I know that North Carolinians have had to dig deep in recent months to tap into our strength and resilience during the pandemic, and that hasn't been easy. But with this storm on the way, we have to dig a little deeper. Let's keep each other safe from the wind and water, as well as from the virus. As this storm arrives in just a few hours, remember the power that comes from helping one another. We're all better off when we work together. The storm avoided Florida, where a surge in coronavirus cases and deaths spiked to a record number in July. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says the state has had to evolve its hurricane preparedness plans due to the pandemic, calling it a, quote, good trial run for what will likely be a busy hurricane season. Insurers are also standing by in California as evacuation orders remain in place for thousands of people affected by the Apple Fire just east of Los Angeles in Riverside County. Investigators have determined that a vehicle malfunction sparked the fire, which has now consumed nearly 42 square miles. Climate scientists have said that parts of California could see a brutal wildfire season this year after one of the driest winters on record. The Business Insurance Regulatory Reform Act was introduced last week, clarifying that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau does not have authority over the business of insurance. NAMIC Vice President of Public Policy and Federal Affairs, John Bergner, says the association has long pursued this legislation and has worked with industry partners to press congressional allies to reintroduce legislation after it was not taken up in the 115th Congress. S-4325 would help clarify and reaffirm that the CFPB does not have authority over the business of insurance. NAMIC believes its language is aligned with the original intent of Congress when the authority of the CFPB was established under Dodd-Frank. The CFPB was established in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis as a watchdog for banking and other financial products. While lawmakers at the time made clear the Bureau was not intended to supplant state-based insurance regulation, NAMIC has continued working against regulatory creep and efforts to encroach on the property casualty insurance industry. 
NAMIC and other industry trade partners have continued educating key members of Congress on the details of the Business Continuity Protection Program. As we reported previously on Insurance Uncovered, the BCPP is intended to bolster the country's economic resilience by establishing a voluntary federal program that offers revenue replacement assistance for business interruption caused by a viral pandemic. The hospitality industry has been among the hardest hit by COVID-19. And on today's Unscripted, our Chuck Chamnus talks with Hospitality Insurance Group CEO Richard Welch about how his company supports its members by ensuring their insurance coverage has adjusted to the changing times. The hospitality industry has been among those the hardest hit by the coronavirus pandemic. All restaurants nationwide have had to shut down at some point and many have yet to reopen. Along the way, insurers have found ways to try and help those businesses in these unprecedented times. Joining me on today's Unscripted is Hospitality Insurance Group President and CEO Richard Welch. Dick, thanks for being here with us today. My pleasure, Chuck. So tell us a little bit about uh, Hospitality Insurance Group and the, and the market you represent. Well, Hospitality, you know, we're a small uh, mutual company doing business in seven states and we specialize, you know, in the hospitality industry. So most of our customers are, you know, bars, restaurants, uh, package stores. Uh, liquor liability is our, our lead line, but, you know, we, uh, we do offer, uh, you know, a full package of insurance products for our customers. So you're right in the thick of it. I mean, as we look at those businesses that have been hardest hit, and really, for the most part, I'm sure many of your uh, policy holders have been either shut down or just on a completely different business model involving carryout, where they may never have done it in the past, really since March now. Am I right on that? Uh, yes. You know, we, we kind of view ourselves as, you know, somewhat, you know, uniquely affected as an insurer by this um, in that, you know, we do specialize um, in an industry that is, you know, certainly among, if not, you know, the hardest hit by this. Um, and, uh, you know, there was a period of time between mid-March and, you know, the 1st of June when, um, you know, nearly all of our customers were shut down. So, you know, there was a great deal of hardship among our customer base. And, you know, that continues as, you know, reopenings have happened. Um, and, you know, they're happening at different paces, but they're all facing challenges in the, on the restaurant side of the business of, you know, being uh, forced to operate at limited capacity. Um, they're relying more on, on takeout uh, as well as, you know, outdoor dining to, to try and make up some of the difference. Um, and the problem is actually still much more severe for uh, the bar segment that we serve as in most of our states, um, you know, the true bars are really still not open and, uh, it's it's not clear when they'll be able to get open and, and operate the, the, their own business models. So how has uh, how's your company innovated? I mean, how have you evolved to serve your uh, policyholders during this time? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. You know, like you know, all businesses, I think the first thing that we faced was, you know, we were shut down as well uh, in, yeah, in the middle say, of March. Just remote work. Right. And so we had to move to a remote work model. Fortunately, um, we found that went very seamlessly. We only had to make, you know, a few changes to, um, to what we were doing to make that work. Most of our employees are, 
you know, well, we're already equipped to work remotely and the few that weren't, we were able to get, you know, quickly set up. And so that went really without a hitch. And, and, you know, I think we feel confident that that's something that we could, you know, repeat um, for some future event uh, if we ever needed to without uh, having to worry about, you know, loss of productivity or anything like that. Um, on the customer side, you know, really, um, as I said, you know, our flagship product is liquor liability. And, uh, you know, with the shutdown happening for two months, um, you know, we really uh, set in a mode of saying, you know, we're not going to charge liquor liability premium for a period of time when our customers were, you know, not able to be open and serve liquor. And so, you know, we refunded uh, all of that line for that two month period of time. Um, in addition, you know, we have done, uh, you know, we moved quickly to uh, defer billing and, you know, while that period is, is over now as places have gotten reopened, um, you know, we are still in a regular dialogue with our customers in terms of, you know, what their cash flow issues are and trying to be um, as, as accommodating as we, we reasonably can. Uh, the challenge now as, you know, we move beyond the shutdown period, you know, into, you know, phased reopenings is, you know, we're no longer in a place where, you know, one size fits all solutions are, are available to us. And so, uh, you know, it, it's much more, uh, you know, conversations with the agents, conversations with the customers, understanding what their situation is and, you know, trying uh, to fit a, uh, a solution that's reasonable to, uh, to every case individually. Well, I know you've been at work trying to uh, not only support your policyholders, but kind of stay in touch with them and, and continue the relationship with them. And I saw the uh, really clever, uh, simple little video that you all produced last last week. At least I saw it last week. Maybe you can give us a sense of what that effort was and how you put it together and what kind of results you expect from it. Well, Chuck, one of the things that um, we felt was really important as we went into this is that, you know, all of our normal communication mechanisms were uh, you know, we're shut down. You know, we, we, we weren't uh, out in agents' offices visiting them. Um, you know, we, we lost all our forums to really, you know, interact directly with our customers. And so uh, we knew that, you know, living in a, in a world where things were changing rapidly um, and it was a very stressful time for, you know, our whole customer base that, you know, we needed to find a way to make those communications work. And so um, we, we uh, initiated efforts to, um, you know, do calls with the um, restaurant associations, bar and tavern associations, hospitality associations in all of our states, um, you know, every two or three weeks just to get, you know, re-updated on, you know, what they're seeing and what the general sentiment of their membership was and, you know, what specific challenges they were facing. You know, obviously during this time, there was a lot of um, legislation going through the states. There was a lot of regulation. Um, that was happening. There were things happening at the federal level with regard to the uh, PPP program and others. There's just a lot of information to, you know, absorb and understand as, as we figured out, you know, where we needed to go next to um, to best help our our customers. And then I think the other side of that is that, you know, we needed to rely much more heavily on, you know, electronic media doing things like that video to you know, communicate, you know, back out to our customers in terms of, you know, what we're hearing and, uh, and, and what we're trying to do to help them. I thought it was, uh, and speaking of the uh, connection to the restaurant associations and other 
trade groups at the restaurants, your policyholders clearly belong to. I thought it was very clever and effective the way you, and I assume uh, Hospitality Insurance Group is also a member, an associate member of some of those same trades, but I, I thought you get, did a great job of kind of looping them into the message, giving them credit, and integrating them to the, um, you know, um, video that was clearly speaking to the restaurants themselves. Yeah, I really do feel, uh, you know, first of all, yes, we, um, we belong to the associations and, you know, all the states in which we do business and feel that it's a you know, critical part of, um, of what we need to do in our business. Um, but they've been a real lifeline to uh, their customer groups, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, advocating for, you know, the needs of the bars and restaurants out there. Uh, but also, as you know, again, as these regulations have come in, you know, particularly, you know, safety of regulations around social distancing and masks and new, um, you know, procedures for, you know, cleaning and sanitizing, um, they've all been right out front in terms of, you know, providing that training, um, you know, giving them what they need so that they can feel comfortable that they can comply um, with whatever their particular states were looking for them to do. Do you have any other advice for insurers with customers in the hospitality industry, at least for some of our many members who may have a little bit of business there, dabble in it, but uh, it's not their core business as it is with, with uh, your company? Well, I, again, I, I think that the key thing is, um, you know, stay in touch. Uh, you know, we still face a situation, you know, unfortunately, you, you look at the numbers of the last few weeks and we see that you know over large regions of the country the you know the the virus is has picked up again um we've seen you know reopening efforts you know slow down or even reverse in some places um and i think you know we're starting to get grips with the reality that you know it may be tougher to get to the other side of this than we perhaps originally anticipated and that you know we might need to expect that you know, it's going to be, you know, a bumpy up and down road before we get there. And so, you know, it is critical to understand, you know, what's going on, you know, locally, um, what's changing uh, in order to be able to um, to a adapt and, and react appropriately. So two more questions really about your background and, and uh, reviewing your bio, you spent a big part of your career with the travelers. Uh, ending up uh, president of the uh, Massachusetts operation for that large stock company, then Concord Group in New Hampshire, another mutual. And I think that's where we met. And now obviously hospitality insurance group, another mutual. Give me a sense of the difference between working for a stock company and a mutual insurance company. Well, I, I think that the, the simple answer to that is that, you know, mutual companies are, are really all about their customers. And, you know, in everything that, you know, we do at hospitality, you know, I think the first place that we start is, you know, what, uh, you know, what does this action, uh, you know, do uh, on behalf of our customers? And so, you know, as I said, you know, earlier, um, you know, we decided uh, for the shutdown period that uh, our customers were not selling liquor and therefore, um, we should refund post liquor liability premiums, um, and they were not able to sell it. Uh, and, and so that's not something that, you know, uh, we necessarily had to do. Uh, that's not something that a stock company would necessarily do. Um, but it's something that we felt was, you know, the right thing to do for our customers. 
of course, you know, that's always a balancing act because, um, you know, you, you, you know, you want to do the right thing in, in a situation like that. Um, at the same time, I think it's important for all of your customers that you're, you know, protecting your surplus and making sure that, you know, you're doing all the things necessary so that, you know, you can be there to, uh, you know, to pay all the claims when they come. Uh, but I think that's, you know, the major difference that I see is that, you know, we answer to our policyholders, you know, in a place like, you know, travelers, they, they do a very good job. Uh, they answer to their stockholders. I think that explains it perfectly. So last question, as I was on LinkedIn, I got down to the bottom of your bio, you went to Columbia University and I, I thought, well, I had my best friend growing up here in Bloomington, Indiana, also went to Columbia. I figured we were about the same age. I wondered if you knew him. So I looked, you graduated in 83 with honors, uh, which my friend uh, Pradeep Singh graduated in 85. So you guys overlapped a couple of years. You probably didn't know Prad. But mm -hmm. as I looked at class of 83, there was a famous guy in your class at Columbia. Did you know Barry Obama? Uh, well, uh, who did you know, not graduate? Who did? He was a transfer student and did not graduate with honors. So that's my last <laughs> question. Um, you know, I've been asked that question many times. Uh, you know, I could tell you a story that, you know, back when he first started to run, uh, you know, I actually got a uh, call, you know, late in the day from the Associated press asking the same question and wanted to see anything they could find out about it. But no, I, uh, yeah. you know, if um, he wasn't a famous guy back then, so if I met him or had anything to do with him, um, you know, he, he probably wouldn't have stood out. And uh, uh, so I can't, uh, I can't lay claim to having known him during, those, during that period of time. Well, thanks for the uh, time today and uh, for this talk about uh, the challenges your business is facing. Good luck. I know you all are, uh, facing a lot of challenges as many of our member companies are, at least those in commercial lines. And um, let us know what NAMI can do to help you, uh, besides the obvious around the uh, legislative and regulatory response that's uh, happening in New England states and at the federal level. But Dick, thanks thanks so much for sharing your time with us today. Well, my pleasure, Chuck. And you know, thank you and NAMIC for everything that you're doing. Uh, yeah, again, I know that this is a time when we lean on our associations and you know, I feel like NAMIC has been there every step of the way. And, and again, I think, you know, you're our lifeline. And, you know, this is when, you know, the people at NAMIC, you know, really, really earn their keep is when we're going through a crisis. Thanks. We feel the uh, responsibility every day and in, uh, in these times um, more than most. So thanks again. And that's a wrap for this episode of Insurance Uncovered. We'll be back again on August 19th with more insurance news and interviews. And this reminder, if you have a topic or issue you'd like us to uncover, don't hesitate to let us know. Just reach out to us via email at uncovered at Until next time, I'm Kathy Imus. Have a great day.